on the menu at a lunch in Italy. Protected songbirds. Wait, what? <laughs> which, which we are reading in the Seattle Times uh, to get around the New York Times paywall. It's literally just reprinted in the Seattle Times, crediting the New York Times. So thanks, Seattle. Journalism's so fucking cool, man. <laughs> Rome. It seemed like just another violation of coronavirus social distance restrictions when Italian police broke up a luncheon of about 20 people last week near the northern city of Brescia. But then they stumbled onto an illegal massacre on the menu. <laughs> uh, so they were cooking uh, 65 protected migratory songbirds. <laughs> 65 different birds? 65 individual birds. Uh, some were of the same species. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's still not as it's still not as bad as the French, where they just like they like waterboard birds in cognac, <laughs> and, like choke them to death. Yeah, they like beat the bird as part of the dinner. Uh, this, uh, this is a frog that we raped to death. Three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's cool to be, like, a local provincial Italian politician and to have your small amount of power make you think you are Machiavelli's the prince, so you just have to <laughs> eat the rarest bird alive. It's like, people with money have no fucking taste at all. It's just like, Jeff Bezos only eats iguanas that he hunts himself, or, like, right. Mark Zuckerberg would only eat, like, a sheep that he slaughtered himself, and then it took, like, six hours to prepare. Yeah, not to mention, there's barely any meat on a bird. A baby, like a teeny tiny yeah. little singing bird. <laughs> no, and it's these are rare songbirds. These are like probably birds that can like talk. Birds that are supposed to live for like a hundred years. They're yeah. birds that don't keep secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a La Cosa Nostra thing. Here's a here's a choice. Uh, a quote: Shameful. Italy's anti-hunting league said. Enraging. The animal protection league said. A delicacy. Floranio Maserati, a regional official, a regional <laughs> official who, like many in the area, likes to eat songbirds on a skewer. It's fucking. It's Diamond Geo from Who Is America. Now we know why Pauly didn't like the food in Italy. They're just giving him like teeny tiny bits of like shitty tasting meat. People, people really gotta look into the the backstory of these birds before they get mad that they're killing them. Because I heard that these birds killed communists for Il Duce. <laughs> I carry around his teeth in my pocket. Squawk! <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, it was bad for birdie business, so they had to kill Il Duce instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Five million protected birds are shot dead in Italy every year. Five million? Yes. Then how are they protected? <laughs> poorly protected. <laughs> Five million what? very poorly protected birds in Italy are killed every year. <laughs> That's what the Italian economy is. It's just like there are like cybersecurity experts that just like hack American like, you know, retirees. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and there are illegal songbird hunters, and that's it. <laughs> right, right, right. Because the protection that they hire for these songbirds is just mob guys, and <laughs> they just bribe them and they leave so they can yeah. kill the birds. Yeah. <laughs> the punishment uh, for the guy who brought the birds, 
could exceed 2,000 euros. Oh, 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 wow, they're really going to get them there. This guy just had a cooler filled with just, like, how do you even kill these things without just, like, spraying them all over the place? Like, what do you use? <laughs> you have to use, like, pellets? Yeah, are they hunting with a bow and arrow? That'd be kind of impressive. <laughs> he kills them execution style with an aerosol gun? Dude, you'd have to use, like, a needle. They're so tiny. An arrow would just, like, chew through all of it. <laughs> well, folks, do you know how to kill rare Italian songbirds? Call into the show now! <laughs> Sound off in the comments, folks. Quote, rare <laughs> Italian songbirds, quote, you know what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> Squawk, you look just like my mother, Squawk! <laughs> Have you guys seen any of this Andrew Yang stuff? Uh, like the... I don't think so, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so this Andrew Yang stuff is... Basically, he's getting denounced on every facet of the media right now is the stringer and Adam's machines are desperately clawing at any chance to take this thing from him. Yeah. With this one, <clears throat> quote-unquote, this is from Gothamist.com, if anyone needs a reminder that New York City is <laughs> the worst place what? on Earth. Yeah, what the exactly. Fuck? Yeah, yeah, we're basically Batman. This guy is, this is the Guardian Angels guy. This guy believes the yeah. same thing that guy does. Uh, what they captured was a controversial video featuring Yang appearing to laugh at their misogynistic jokes. The video went viral, drawing sharp condemnation from several of Yang's rivals, including Scott Stringer, Maya Wiley, Catherine Garcia, and Eric Adams, along with their supporters, <laughs> and leaving his campaign scrambling to explain his actions for the third time this week. I cannot wait to tell you what this joke was, because it is just... it's so cool. Hit me with it. In the video, Reese begins by making a reference to Timberland Boots. Can a man keep his Tims on? He asks Yang. Yang expresses confusion. Reese adds, yeah, while he's fucking bitches. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yang replies, I think it's purely up to your partner, right? And then he puts his hand on Reese's shoulder. <laughs> Reese continues by asking, do you choke bitches, Andrew Yang? Yang laughs in response and walks away, making a cut sign with his hand. What? Yeah, oh I, my the, god, what a weird interaction. This is the latest in cool Andrew Yang controversy. <laughs> it makes me recall the, the lyrics of Black Tim's All on Your Couch Again, Andrew Yang in an Out-of-State House Again. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking cool, man. You love to see it. And of course they asked, like, you know, Eric Adams, the Nation of Islam Democrat, and he was like, this is further proof that uh, Andrew Yang could not be the mayor of our great city. <laughs> right. I thought it was going to be Andrew Yang like, woman do be shopping. <laughs> Andrew Yang is, and then he had another awesome moment where uh, he angered uh, the gay Democratic Club of New York, which is <laughs> yeah. the whole city, fellas. No. But, oh shit. Oh, oh no, but uh <laughs> it's an interview with the Stonewall Democratic Club of New York who were yeah. already pretty heavily in the bag for Scott Stringer because again, this guy has been building his like little de Blasio empire for just as long. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Just before you go on, I just want to note they they like majorly endorsed three candidates. Number 1 was Stringer, number 2 was uh that Morales woman who was like easily the best candidate, and number 3 was Ray fucking McGuire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly, get the so. fuck out of here! It's just a fake fucking. <laughs> anyway, go yeah, on. yeah. The G in LGBT stands for gold, Nazi gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just completely like 
I mean, I'm by no means a Yang defender, but if you're if Ray Maguire is on your li- the same list as Diane Morales, you don't believe in anything fundamentally yeah. as a person. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, but <laughs> Yang made some <laughs> awesomely uh, hilarious comments. He kept calling. He was like, "You people, your community. I don't know how we ever lose to Republicans because you guys are like in charge of the Democratic Party here." Right. <laughs> but he basically just kept saying like, "You people," and talking about like yes, going exactly. to gay bars and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's saying I was dancing at the lesbian bar by fucking <laughs> Jonathan Richmond. <laughs> I'm down, as you might say. <laughs> I want to I want to read a quote from that Times article cuz that's basically where everyone's getting this stuff from. Quote, his presidential campaign has been trailed by allegations of a bro culture. In one of his books, he admits to having named his pectoral muscles Lex and Rex. <laughs> Andrew Yang? <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> That's so cool. He should also be a CrossFit guy. <laughs> you should be able to have, like, a vice mayor, like a vice president to balance you out, and his should be the Guardian Angels guy, because they're basically <laughs> running on the same platform, but Yang's going to win. <laughs> Andrew Yang puts on the uh, the red beret in solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Yang executes a drug dealer in solidarity. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. He just becomes the Duterte of New York. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ray McGuire's campaign at this point is hilarious because he doesn't even truly believe he can win, but he's trying to fight for the good name of someone who has a billion dollars running for mayor. That's like what he said. He doesn't feel like he should be disqualified because he is a billionaire Wall Street, you know, blood boy enjoyer, allegedly. He's a person of means. Remember us? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, remember Mike Bloomberg? That was pretty cool. What if we did that again? <laughs> that rocked for everyone. I could be my Mike Toomberg. Exactly. I think the sodas are still too big. I'm going to take them away from you. You still can't go to the doctor, though. As a 16-ounce sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You can only get those weird small soda cans in New York. <laughs> Which is what will, to be completely clear, start the Second American Civil War. <laughs> right. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese's music is legitimately great. And surprisingly anti-capitalist. Was that Jacobin? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh, Let's go, boys. Uh, So, of course, that that article's been making its rounds uh, today. But because of that, I've stumbled across this really cool uh, nugget about um, Chuck E. Cheese's founding. The Chuck E. Cheese empire has grown to include roughly 600 restaurants around the world and attracted some big investors, including a private equity firm founded by one of Jeffrey Epstein's best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Two, Prince Andrew, uh, Lex Lexner, um, Barack Obama, uh, Harvey Weinstein. uh... It's actually Trump. Trump's actually a chairman of Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Chuck, we get along great. He's a great guy. He's, he's, he's getting those tubes put in at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. It's so fucking funny that Felix says something like, you know, Barney is surprisingly woke with the anti-imperialism message. Then culture just <laughs> immediately starts literally producing those pieces. Yeah. Like, it's uncanny. <laughs> it really is. How about uh, Gaddafi invited 500 Italian models to a party? Only to give them an hour lecture on Islam and a copy of the Quran each. <laughs> That's cool. He's no, the colonel really cool. of my heart. He's the colonel of my heart. 
it's really cool and it's real. This tweet came with several pictures of these women <laughs> walking away with the Qurans. That rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see uh, some of the art that they found in Saddam's palace after uh, the raiding? There are pictures of it making its way around the internet right now. What are they? It's like 80s high fantasy art. Just like, you know, ripped guys <laughs> with long blonde hair and muscles carrying like Mac 10s. <laughs> like dragon ladies shooting lasers out of their boobs. Holy this is like shit, what Saddam awesome. thought was awesome. He was just like a big, he was like a big tool guy. Like it's so He was a really cool. big fan of Dragon Force. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Mac 10s were the guns that like, if you weren't careful, you'd like shoot the tip of your own finger off. Yeah, that's why they were cool and badass. <laughs> yeah, that's why you had to be a fantasy person to wield one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. right. Don't Google that. <laughs> so he realistically was probably like into Conan the Barbarian. He was definitely like a huge Led Zeppelin guy, like uh, <laughs> slamming guitars and the music's about like elves or whatever. Yeah, like, and like shit. Barbarossa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Saddam's Saddam's heaven, like where Saddam currently is, is the coma dream that the Action Man and Hank are in in season seven of Venture Bros. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> are we in Empire Strikes Back or Barbarossa? <laughs> He's just hanging out with Fabio up there. Fabio's not dead, but a, a likeness of Fabio. <laughs> One of those pictures of, like, all the people that died in heaven. It's Harambe, Fabio, uh, Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Looks like uh, Alexei Navalny finally got hungry, folks. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, what, is he gone? Uh, yeah, he's, he's done his hunger strike. Oh, oh. Because I you... he talked to special doctors, and they were like, you're dying. And he was like, <laughs> That's right. what not eating food will do. <laughs> <laughs> but please, Putin is not racist enough. Like, his last words, like... <laughs> We we need to start the third uh, yeah. fucking Chechen war. Exactly, I need to eradicate <laughs> the Chechens before I go. Like, it's fucking... Ah, oh, that guy's cool. It's cool that we're all going to die outside of St. Petersburg to protect that guy's specific uh, viewpoint. He actually only went on hunger strike to set a precedent that... Uh, if you were to remove all food from Chechnya, then... Uh... It'd basically be fine. It's a good thing to do, and we should do it more and more often. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm not going to say Czech Republic. That is a different it, country, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking You're about? You're talking now? about the Czech Republic became Chechia. What the fuck is Chechnya? Chechnya is like a, it's like borders Georgia and Azerbaijan. It's like a caucus republic. And Dagestan. Yeah, it's one of those countries that Matt loves. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not even a country. It's like a republic of Russia. Yeah, exactly. There's been, like, wars of... There's been two wars there. The Russian government just straight up, like, started the second one. They did a false flag attack just to, like, begin it. <laughs> Remember the Spain. Yeah, yeah. Maine. Remember the Maine! Wow. God damn it. There's another thing where, like, uh, Chechen rebels, like, took over, like, a theater... 
and it like held it hostage so then eventually the russian police just gassed the whole theater and like so many hostages died well they uh they they took the theater hostage so that they could perform hamilton for the russian people <laughs> liberate them yeah that's right it was a, it was an act of kindness from the uh, government <laughs> It would be cool if all the Chechen rebels were, like, American cultural guys, and it was, like, straight culture war like that. Like, again, the theater was playing, like, Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so weird if that's what Chechnya was instead. That would be so weird. Just as your eyes are popping out of your head from the white phosphorus gas that we almost definitely sold to the Russians to begin with, (laughs) the last thing you see is Iron Man. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Caitlyn Jenner to run for California governor in recall election. I saw that. I saw that. She's trying to pull an Arnold. Yeah, more 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 rich people in politics, folks. We need it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh it is cool that she's going to try and run as a Republican because there are a bunch of no name Republicans, <laughs> so there's a chance that she'll actually take it. We'll see. Yeah, I don't I don't know any group of people who, like, passionately loves and defends Caitlyn Jenner, though, because it's like, you, you lose the Republicans outright as soon as you became Caitlyn Jenner. And yeah. then you lose the Democrats when you're like, also, the rich should be able to kill the poor and use them as toilets. <laughs> like, I've done my whole life as both genders. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, it's sort of a for no one but themselves, I imagine. I could see them winning the Republican nomination if that's how it works, but... Uh... I don't think it will go further than that. They don't have the star power of Arnold. They weren't in total recall. Like, bye-bye. I just think it's terrible optics to run as a Republican. (laughs) You're not going to get... She just is a Republican, though, in her heart. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But so are Democrats. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, too. (laughs) The Republicans don't think that. That's true. (laughs) They don't know that. I don't know. I guess the Republican model is that's how Arnold won when Davis got recalled in 2003. It was the special election, right? He was able to sweep in and take the fucking state. So their general premise is that Republicans can't win a normal race, but on these special elections that a hell of a lot less people normally vote for, uh, it's plausible. I think Justin Bieber should run for California governor. He'd run as a a Republican. Yeah, they should run Kevin Sorbo or something. They should have run run, I don't know, Steven Seagal from Serbia. (laughs) (laughs) He's a government in exile of California. (laughs) What are you doing over there, Steven? (laughs) Running over dogs with tanks. (laughs) And uh, here's a British article uh, saying showering less in lockdown could be making us cleaner. I don't think so, stinky Brits. <laughs> they quit the European Union because they wanted to become much more smelly than your average European <laughs> The fucking social democratic countries making people shower. All I'm saying is that when the British are finally overthrown and uh, banished from their island, we should all send them to go live in uh, the Malvinas. <laughs> They can live in that the Falklands. That's what they want. <laughs> I don't know. You guys want to introduce us and start? Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one podcast on the Walt Disney left. I am your host, <laughs> Iron Joe. <laughs> the Walt Disney left is the National Socialists. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, hi, I'm a Christian and a conservative Republican Danny. And I'm the secret room underneath the Animal Kingdom tree that contains, well, we can't tell you. <laughs> that contains the new kind of animal that the Walt Disney Corporation is making. Here's a hint. It's people. <laughs> That's Area 52. Area 52. Right. Well, folks, uh... Slow news week this week, as no one's done anything funny. They didn't let Joe Biden on camera for any extended period of time. He didn't send <laughs> Pete Buttigieg to, like, announce that they were going to abolish roads or something. <laughs> so, uh, we're heading to the Orlando Sentinel. One-time Pulitzer Prize winner, now <laughs> incredible uh, tour de force paper that exists solely for the Walt Disney Corporation and... Uh, the far less successful Universal Corporation in Orlando, <laughs> Florida, which is effectively a corporate state. It's basically the Dutch in East India Company. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> this article has been really getting dunked on uh, all day. <laughs> so we decided that we'd, we'd read it before Chapo does. It's called, I Love Disney World, But Wokeness is Ruining the Experience by Jonathan... Uh, Van Boskirk. Van Boskirk. I don't Van Boskirk Kirk. Terrible name. Very dog shit. Chronically name. Dutch. Chronically Dutch, which is like a yeah. again, a German company. <laughs> Alright, so he starts out here. My family and I have been loyal Disney customers for decades. We vacation at Disney World every year. We take a Disney cruise every year or two. <laughs> Consequently, we spend way too much money in Orlando. <laughs> Spending $100 on a piece of filet mignon shaped like Goofy, like in <laughs> two different places a year. <laughs> this is your only <laughs> idea of fun and relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, folks, uh, just a little context for this. This guy lives in uh, Las Vegas. So he's flying to Florida like four times a year to go to Disney. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I need the Minnie Mouse grapes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust anyone who lives in Las Vegas. No, the, Las Vegas not. is not a real place to live. No. You're up to something if you live there. <laughs> if it's something cool, DM me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am strongly rethinking our commitment to Disney and thus Orlando. Our commitment to Disney. Yeah, there are no interpersonal relationships left in America. You have commitments to, like, certain brands as your yeah, identity. So exactly. this guy's commitment to buying... Like your manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's commitment to buying, again, a $75 chicken sandwich that doesn't come with cheese <laughs> automatically is, like... It's who he is as a person, so yeah. this is fun. This is also, like, the classic form of conservative protest where they, yeah, they buy, like, a $100 pair of shoes and then burn it on camera. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to pay the entrance fee to Disney World then walk around with a sign that says, Disney World <laughs> equals woke or something. <laughs> Changing hearts I'm going to walk around with my arms folded. Yeah, just <laughs> getting pulled into a back alley and getting the shit kicked out of you by some guy dressed as Goofy and another guy dressed as Batman. <laughs> 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 oh, that shit rocks. Uh, the more Disney moves away from the values and vision of Walt Disney... Which is, <laughs> to be completely fucking clear, the Third Reich. Yes, yeah, like, let's, <laughs> let's 
not beat around the bush here. Moving away from the values of Walt Disney is moving away from the values of Adolf Hitler. Uh, the less Disney World means to me, to this guy personally. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> they, they've clearly... Disney World means more to you than anything else in your life, from what I can tell. And yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad it's being taken away from you by, I don't know, the news told you to. <laughs> Disney is forgetting that guest immersion is at the core of its business model. <laughs> immersion. Every You're time I spend $65 on a churro, I am Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. When I stand at Galaxy's Edge or Fantasyland, I know I am in a theme park, but through immersion and my willingness to set the real world aside, something magical happens. Is this, why I've never, is this why I've never dug theme parks? I'm just totally unable to do this? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> all like, I see are lines. Like... <laughs> oh, the, the problem is, the problem is, is your brain has too many, uh, you know, crevices. Uh, he goes on... That spell is broken when the immersive experience is shattered by the real world. And boy, has Disney been breaking the immersion. Do you just keep your credit card around your neck so as you're walking around spending the <laughs> money, you just don't realize it's happening? Or no, just yeah, more yeah. realistically, this guy's lived in a class where such a thing wouldn't even occur to him. <laughs> like, yeah. It's all I can think <laughs> about in one of these places. Just money, 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 fucking goofy shaking last quarters out of your pocket. <laughs> Recently... Disney announced that cast members are now permitted to display tattoos, wear inclusive uniforms, and display inclusive haircuts. What the fuck is an inclusive uniform? It's... What the fuck's an inclusive haircut? Dreads, uh, an afro, um, you know, anything that's not just, like, a fucking pompadour. Anything that would piss off a guy that looks like this. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just Disney no longer has, like, the racist sign on the door of frat bars that are like, no Air Force Ones, no Jordans, <laughs> pull your pants yeah. up, no yeah, yeah, yeah. quote-unquote rap music. Like, uh, <laughs> just say it. Just say exactly. what you mean. Yeah. Exactly. Disney did all of this in the name of allowing cast members to express themselves. No, they did all this in the name of money like they do everything else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is his entire fucking... Everything he's complaining about is the market. This yeah, is the market doing what the market does. Exactly, exactly. What he's complaining about is that Disney is not actually a magical wonderland, but is a capitalist business like everything yes. else. This guy, <laughs> this guy wants the government to nationalize Disney and maintain it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, there's no other way. They have to regulate it. He's also mad it's not like, like you said with the pompadours, like the 50s. He's like, oh, only criminals and pirates have tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I learned that in one of Disney's rides where, like, a little boy dressed as Sambo dances around for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the problem is, I'm not traveling across the country and paying thousands of dollars to watch someone I do not know express themselves. <laughs> I am there for the immersion and the fantasy, not the reality of a stranger's self-expression. Go to the Renaissance Fair, you fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. 
I do not begrudge these people their individuality, and I wish them well in their personal lives, but I do not get to express my individuality at my place of business. Yeah, I'd love Is to this see not this his guy. place of business? Is he not expressing his individuality with this fucking article? Yeah, exactly. I'd love to see what, what, what this guy about? considers his individuality. Just he like... just gets to get salty on the TL for a living. Exactly. And probably something way shadier, allegedly, since he's wealthy and lives in Vegas and wears Hawaiian <laughs> shirts all the time, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he he got all the money from that Coke fail son and his shirts for the bodega and the Disso Tech. <laughs> and whatever. that is the best possible scenario. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> otherwise he's just again running Little St. James through Delta Airlines. <laughs> uh, what's next? Is Disney gonna end the rule barring on stage cell phone use by cast members as an infringement of self expression? I mean, black people are legal now. What's next? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are they not going to tell me I'm a very good boy and refill my butter beer? <laughs> Gay people can marry now? What's next? Marrying dogs? <laughs> it's, oh, it's cool. Pretty soon they won't have to rub my belly if I ask them to. <laughs> 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 More broadly, like many corporations, Disney has been politicizing its business. Business is inherently politicized. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, it's America, folks. <laughs> Full disclosure, I am a Christian and a conservative Republican. <laughs> who would have guessed that? So the people who run Disney and I do not see eye to eye. Yes, they do, yeah. you fucking idiot! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's true. No, it's because as a Christian and conservative Republican, you don't believe in anything except that there should not be a black Disney princess. Yeah. As uh, Christian conservatives running a corporation, they're just like, the margins improved by 2.3%. Yeah, and that's the thing, is like, all he's complaining about is the free market. Exactly, exactly. Conservatives are typically more against, like, the actual free market than any Democrat ever yeah, would be. Exactly. Just because that's the only way these cultural things can manifest in our new Democrat culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... Regardless, corporations have always made politically motivated decisions. Usually, it is due to the desire to make a profit, but sometimes it is due to the values of the people in the corporation. And IBM during uh, the World War II is a prime example of both. Yes! <laughs> Wait, dude... Look at this sentence. This is fucking choice. Walt Disney used his corporation to express patriotism during World War II and his pro-capitalism beliefs afterward. That's very true. <laughs> Speak clear. Well, he is a fan. He should know the history. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Corporate patriotism in World War Two. Hmm, what does that what does that conjure the image of? <laughs> yes, yes, a, a nationalistic force based around the middle and upper classes uniting in solidarity. What's that all about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. The difference today is that the people who run Disney use social media to scream to the whole world that a decision has been made for political reasons. No, you are screaming to the whole world that a decision has been made for political reasons. They made this decision in Bohemian Grove, pissing yes, yeah. on each other with, like, Arabian kings. They're like, if we don't change something, then it's going to hurt our profits. And that's his. In that should be his entire ideology. But, of course, this is America. <laughs> exactly. 
Disney is in the process of taking the woke scalpel to the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I can only imagine what the Jungle Cruise is like. <laughs> Look out, natives! Like, holy shit, <laughs> man! <laughs> Trader Sam is out because he might offend certain people. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so Trader Sam was like this, like, like headhunter portrayal kind of guy. And they'd be like, Trader Sam will trade you two of his heads for one of yours. <laughs> oh, so and, it's like uh, a... A very minor part of the ride to be upset about disappearing. There's just like a voodoo caricature of a black guy with like a rib bone through his nose, I'm sure. Yeah. It, and it's like, it's like a five second gag at the end. So it's like to be looking forward to that. That's, that's why you're riding the jungle cruise. <laughs> He's fucking rubbing his like hands said, together, waiting for Trader Sam. It's his favorite. Oh part. yeah. I can't wait for this one. It makes me laugh the every only time. Way you can stand in a three and a half hour line in a hundred degree heat and not have any of the magic ruined for you is if the magic is getting to see a racial caricature is getting to see yes. the Sambo jar yeah like, oh jesus christ every grown-up in the room realizes that trader sam is not a representation of reality and is meant as a funny and silly caricature it is no more based in racism than every disney caricature of an out-of-touch white american dad i'm gonna go ahead and say it's uh not the same as that <laughs> yeah i'm gonna <laughs> like, say what <laughs> it sounds like a different thing man if you have to yeah <laughs> Uh, okay. And plus, is it not a fucking children's ride at the end, so it doesn't matter what the fucking, how the adults view it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only is it a children's ride, Matt, it's a children's theme park. <laughs> yeah. Period. It's, all, it's baby it's kids. shit. This is all for babies. <laughs> this guy, this guy goes on the Jungle Cruise four times a year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And there's a lot more happening on that ride, mind you, that you wouldn't even miss fucking Trader Sam if he was gone, unless you were looking looking for him. The next time I ride Jungle Cruise, I will not be thinking about the gloriously entertaining puns of the skippers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you do it, though. <laughs> I will be thinking about Disney's political agenda. That's a mood killer. <laughs> Come on, man. We're like miserable communists who literally believe his brain is frozen underneath the big dome. And even we can ride a roller coaster, you fucking loser. I know. It's insane. Uh, Disney proclaims that Splash Mountain must change because of its association with, quote, Song of the South. Which is just a movie about why slavery was good. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Disney owns Splash Mountain so it can do what it wants. Of course... Of course. But if Disney screams at the top of its corporate voice, which is pretty loud, that it is changing it to appease a certain political point of view, now every time I look at the ride, I am thinking about politics. It's not politics you're thinking about, it's culture and how you've your side has lost the culture war for the last exactly. 20 years. He just, he, he really wants Disney to keep the great lost cause ride. <laughs> because to him, culture is upstream of politics like the idea that if disney still had the song of the south splash mountain fucking trump would have won fucking reagan would have got 20 more terms <laughs> like that is the their idea it's and no it's the other way around culture imitates what goes on around it it doesn't create what goes on it's why are yeah. they changing the shapes of the light bulbs from round to squiggly it's not like when i was a kid i don't like that yeah yeah yes exactly exactly 
The same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney has made significant changes to Pirates of the Caribbean over the years. Whether Disney caved to political pressure or really thought the alterations were necessary is irrelevant. So what the fuck is he complaining about? Yeah, what is he even talking about? What is this? I don't know. It's completely <laughs> unclear. I have some obscure, undescribable problem with Pirates of the Caribbean as it progresses. <laughs> well, Pirates of the Caribbean, they changed, like, when those movies started coming out to be, like, more about those, you know what I mean? They, like, added fucking, like, Johnny Depp running around or whatever. But then I think he's pissed off that they took out, like, the, like, the bitches for sale scene or whatever. Okay. <laughs> there, there's, like, the pirates just selling ladies, and I think he's probably pissed off about that. He's like, oh, back in a time where you could buy a lady and you didn't have to take her out to dinner. <laughs> no, I'm pissed about that, too. That's a good bit. You know, now it's women be shopping, but it used to be men shopping for women. <laughs> like, oh, God. Again, gremlin man. All right, all right. So here, here he explains it. Pirates used to be one of my favorite attractions. My family would always ride it first on our first day at the Magic Kingdom. Now, we do not even ride it every trip. Wow. <laughs> they don't even ride it every trip. My changing preferences for Disney rides as a 65-year-old man. <laughs> there was never any plot to it. It's, wow, look at these pirates. <laughs> you're, you're, it's, it's, it's dark, it's calm, it's cold uh, Florida is a hot swamp It's nice And he's, he misses the bitches for sale scene I'm telling you <laughs> When my family rides pirates now Each of the changed scenes takes us out of the illusion Because they remind us of reality And the politics that forced the changes The real problem fucking here loser. is that these Fucking psychopaths go to Disney Four times a year yeah, exactly. You're not supposed to be able to remember what happens on the pirate ride. Yes. You're supposed to go every couple of years so they can just, again, squeeze as many, squeeze as much blood out of the rock that is your bank account as possible. Yes. And even if you do, like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, ugh. This guy sucks. This if guy sucks so much. If you want a season so pass much. to Walt Disney World, you should be fucking executed. Like, your brain <laughs> is irreparably gone. You can't... You don't have thoughts anymore. You just have these. You have these <laughs> libidinal feelings of a five-year-old boy at the theme park. <laughs> yeah. Disney World is going to lose us as customers if it continues down this path. <laughs> I do not want to have Disney World take it away from us because Disney cares more about politics than happy guests. <laughs> oh, dude, a conservative Disney World would be a great grift to open. I don't know. It <laughs> totally just, would. That's what fucking Universal should be doing. They should be releasing, like, you know, the Police Academy movies as <laughs> <laughs> rides. Like. 100%, yeah. This, uh, guy, this guy's so Earth fucking, of a nation like, ride. hellbent on this shit. He definitely, like, when the Starbucks thing was happening, he definitely, like, went to a Starbucks and was like, my name is Jesus, and then, like, stuck his dick in, like, a burning <laughs> hot cup of coffee in the Starbucks. You have, to, you have to write it on the cup. You have to. Just crying, <laughs> coming, like, just, again completely overwhelmed he's like uh, my name it. is muhammad is gay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> say it you have to you also have to draw a picture <laughs> yeah uh, write it five times like bart simpson <laughs> <laughs> this should matter to the people of orlando because if disney drives away customers like me orlando loses money 
I can take my tourist dollars elsewhere. I would rather keep spending them in Orlando, but people like me feel more and more excluded by Disney's decisions. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, uh, that's not true. No. I don't think anyone cares about this as much as this fucking moron. Yeah, uh, the house always wins. Disney is a casino for children to spend their parents' credit cards. It's amazing. Yes. Psychopaths yes. like you keep going for their entire lives because, again, you haven't grown as a person or had an independent yeah. thought or feeling not brought on by anything but sheer racial resentment for the last 30 years. Yes, yeah. this guy's been <laughs> in Arrested Development since he first went on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yes. Like. The parks are less fun because immersion, and thus the joy is taking a backseat to politics. No, you're becoming a miserable man who's completely poisoned and can no longer see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Disney, please return to the values and vision of Walt. (laughs) (laughs) Again. And that's that's just Epcot is, you know, the vision of the future. It's just the Fourth Reich. Yeah. That vision of the future thing in Epcot was so cool because it was just like, yeah, there are white people. There are four of them. That's all that's left. And it's like, yeah, that is probably what they believe. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The customer experience should be the core of your business model. Immersion should not be sacrificed on the altar of political correctness and appeasing the Twitter mob. So it should be it should be sacrificed on the altar of this guy's political correctness and appeasing the uh, Orlando Sentinel mob. mob. <laughs> yeah, again, this is so cool how just the complete destruction of local news in our lifetime that Orlando Sentinel was at some point considered a paper that could plausibly win a Pulitzer and now it's just a place for this guy to be like, why aren't the pirates quite as racist <laughs> as they used to be? <laughs> it's similar, but something's <laughs> off. The the guy that write, uh, writes op-eds for the Orlando Sentinel who lives in fucking Las Vegas. Yeah, what a rube. You live in a city that's basically another Walt Disney World, and then you take your vacations to the other Walt Disney World. Like, yeah, well, the, the inherent problem there is Vegas is for adults, and Disney is for children, and this Ex- guy is a child. Exactly. He wants to take his picture with Superman. He doesn't want to, like, I don't know, <laughs> drink a fancy drink and smoke a $9,000 cigar or whatever. Yeah, or make some fucking money. Yeah, exactly. You're not about this grind, not about this cheddar. Or shoot up a beep. <laughs> yeah, uh, sir, we'll be happy to interview you on the 58th floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. <laughs> I've come around to the Nara clan. I was, I was more into him when I was younger. but Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm re-watching it right now, and he's like, okay, I can't I'm lose back. to a girl. I'm <laughs> so smart, but I don't work very hard. And I'm like, oh, my God, this shit is so hyper-targeted at me as, like, an 11-year-old or whatever. <laughs> Never funny, done anything. It's, it's funny that he's just super afraid of his mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate my mom. He's like, why does my dad listen to what my mom says? Women stink. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like literally a line <laughs> when can i smoke cigarettes <laughs> yeah what 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 show, what show is this
Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I not I would not have guessed that. Do you want to uh, return on that conversation? I don't know. You can listen to it and <laughs> see if it's usable. I don't care. Speaking okay. of uh, digital escapism, <laughs> let's get into a way less cool world that people are getting into. <laughs> Yeah, folks, so um, while we're on the topic of uh, rubes and morons, um, we want to wade into the the NFT conversation because, you know, that's been a big thing the last couple of months or whatever, and it's still pretty confusing to me, but it's very fun to make fun of these people, right? Well, we've been called the Wall Street Journal of the left, so we really should... Be talking about this. We're very, we're very well known for our sound investment advice and our very, our millions of dollars that we use on important things like fundraising for Paul Ryan and things of this nature. We've stuck our heads in the Bloomberg terminals. We've seen the other side, folks. Yeah, we stare into the Bloomberg terminal, and the terminal stared back. Yeah, NFTs, as far as I can discern, are basically a uh, marketing scheme for Ethereum in that they will, some guy who owns a billion dollars worth of Ethereum will buy someone's art for a million dollars to get a news article written in the New York Times and make Ethereum's value double for three days. Oh! NFTs are an elaborate advertising scheme because of articles like these, and uh, this is an example of one such article. That is fun. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so NFTs are all like mini bubbles. It is a cryptocurrency with one of one coins built onto the Ethereum network. Whatever. The, Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just get into exactly. the article. It doesn't. I'm not going to get into the technical side of NFTs. <laughs> all you need to know is it's advertising for the Winklevoss twins. Joey, we're not leaving. You're not leaving today until you get into the technical side of NFTs. We're gonna go. We're. I wanna, we're gonna figure out what every letter stands for. Uh. <laughs> that's the end of that bit. <laughs> NFTs, it stands for No Free Tibet. (laughs) (laughs) Something we all support. Let's get into it. Yeah, Yeah, so we've got an article titled, Why People Are Paying 100,000 Euros to Breed Digital Horses Online. (laughs) Because they're pedophiles. Because they are pedophiles. (laughs) Hold on. This is by Shannon McDonough in Euronews.com. Oh, the Euronews. Funky beats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so starts out here. NFTs have existed for over half a decade, but have found their place in tech since the beginning of this year, having permeated art, music, and most recently, sport. How does that work? It doesn't. It's advertising. They yeah. were able to get world famous artists, world famous musicians, and the biggest sports league in the world to promote their shitty product to make people figure out what an Ethereum was. Right. Yeah, but, so you own, like, whatever. You own the picture. You own the file of the song. You don't own the athlete, do you? That's what that's what <laughs> I'm getting at. You own a picture does... of the athlete okay, or something. Okay, no, okay. you don't own anything. You literally own nothing. You own a cryptocurrency that symbol is whatever picture was chosen. They have no real value. It's not tied to anything at all. It is an elaborate marketing ploy. <laughs> There has I have not seen a single person who can convince me about NFTs further than they are just completely fucking absurd. 
Yes, and they're absurd for the point of absurdity. So people like Shannon McDonough and Euronews.com write these articles. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, even even beyond the environmental shit, which is, of course, some, some issue that I don't feel like reading about, just the actual premise that people think that this is like... Some material... I, I, I don't want to get into it. Let's just make fun of them. Okay. <laughs> it goes on. The latest chapter of the crypto boom is leading to thousands of people racing digital horses. <laughs> At the forefront of this is Zed, a platform opening users up to virtual horse breeding. So I'm, I'm presuming this is similar to uh, Pokemon nurseries. It's not nearly as cool. <laughs> what it, It's a slot machine is what it is. <laughs> it literally is. Uh, breeding, purchasing, and racing through the use of non-fungible tokens. This means the animals are only ever owned in a virtual reality, powered by secure blockchain technologies. <laughs> I love how the horses look. <laughs> they look like Valorant skins. I haven't seen the horse yet. I want to see the horse. Uh, here, yeah, yeah, here. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. Oh, I see the digital horses. They do look like Valorant skins. They look like Valorant <laughs> skins, or they look like a fucking, like, a commercial for a truck or something. Yeah, yeah, It's exactly. terrible. It's abysmal. You actually also have to get pay to get your jockey digital pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your your jockey consumes a certain amount of digital meth each month to say that's small, and you need to provide it to them. <laughs> it costs an extra NFT to get a virtual shotgun to put down your virtual horse. Yeah, what it... <laughs> And what they don't tell you is when you put down the horse, you basically need to put down the jockey, too. You need a new one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they actually connect like uh, like an avatar, like through their spirits. So uh, <laughs> once one's dead, the other one's basically useless. <laughs> We're very sorry to our fans on the jockey left. We may have offended. <laughs> well, we're only talking digital jockeys. <laughs> so it goes on. Its creators, Australia-based tech studio, Virtually Human. <laughs> Terrible name. <laughs> Terrible name. Th th these clones are virtually human. <laughs> Almost there. But they're not, so that's why we can farm them for their organs. The AI company in Silicon Valley where the creator, like, made a basically human AI and it was like, please take me away from this guy, he's such a fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a clone so you can give yourself a second large intestine so it takes you twice as long to poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to try it out, man. It sounded interesting. Uh, so they got in on the NFT game earlier than most, launching the platform back in 2019. It was an instant success, selling over 4,000 horses at the value at the value of 25 euros each. I literally remember laughing about this with your cousin at the time, Danny. <laughs> That's we were awesome. like, yeah, this is fucking, this is so funny. Look at what they're doing. <laughs> uh, now the eyes of environmental activists and esports enthusiasts are firmly, uh, are firmly on these trends to see just how far crypto could go in reshaping our culture. Esports enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, Racing all... digital horses is being an esports Gambling is esports. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is, like, basically. Pretty soon they're going to air it on, like, ESPN, like, seven and a half at, like, <laughs> four are... in the morning. Esports yeah. are so funny because Blizzard was the one who, like, took the initiative, started, like, teams in different cities, started building arenas and, like, doing all the work for a game yeah. that's now completely dead. All of that work has been in vain. Fucking no one plays Overwatch, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. So it's like the longevity of esports exists in these low infrastructure areas, and all these corporate entities who try and understand and throw money into these things just flop spectacularly. Yeah, and it's also like the actual uh, the actual players are treated largely like they are in MMA. Yes, it's in UFC. It's like the same culture, but for something incredibly lamer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it says, and they have every reason to do so. Zed's popularity has soared to such highs that newly launched rare horses can sell for as much as 12,000 euros. <laughs> One horse recently sold for over $125,000. Yeah, I, I spent, like, house money on a, a fake horse. <laughs> now, come on, that's the thing, man. I wouldn't do this and neither would you. But a Winklevoss who has a billion dollars tied up in these coins can spend $100,000 to make the coin go up enough that he makes another billion dollars. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm. Yeah. Articles like this. The machine justifies itself. It's very sick. And it's also like, rich people are specifically the ones who would like wake up in the morning and be like, yeah, I want to spend $100,000 on a digital horse so I can name it, like, the figurehead or something. Tony Soprano killing Ralph Cifaretto because he killed his, uh, virtual horse <laughs> in this thing. <laughs> you, you, name, you name your digital horse the figurehead, but it's not a cure reference and you suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is expected to escalate even further as the rising value of NFTs redefines our way of experiencing tech. How does it redefine experiencing technology at all in any way? What? Making it worse. <laughs> More expensive. You're gonna spend a lot of money and have a bad time, hypothetically, because, like Joey <laughs> said, like, we can't do this. Yeah. And it's just, like, the, the Ken doll clones, like, spending all this money to make themselves yes. more money it's the kendall clones spending money to make money and also tricking some reddit soy facers out of their life savings in the process <laughs> one of them was like in the olympics for like rowing every professional <laughs> rowing team should be immediately sent to guantanamo bay I, I, <laughs> they have to row there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's our great cultural trade with cuba they were able to send over just like you know they were able to empty their prisons, and we're able to send over our annoying rowing guys. <laughs> Alright, so how does digital horse breeding work? Zed is able to function due to its use of blockchain technology that allows racers and breeders to pay for their purchases via cryptocurrency. This particular setup is powered by Ethereum. It comes second to Bitcoin as far as market leaders are concerned, but is marginally better for the environment. <laughs> 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 do you want to be an eco investor yeah exactly you're, you're saving the world buying these digital horses because yeah. they're on ethereum instead of bitcoin yeah <laughs> it's like it's like sarah mclaughlin commercials like in the arms of an angel or whatever but it's like spend a hundred thousand dollars to adopt a digital horse before it's digitally put down the digital yeah. stables are overcrowded <laughs> In the arms of an Epstein. <laughs> Alright. The new horses are bred through bloodlines traced back to the original 4,000. The original 4,000. <laughs> and kept in stables contained within an entire sci-fi inspired world. 
Races are conducted on neon landscapes where the animals are rendered for maximal realism, bar appearing in a rainbow of different colors. Uh, the sandworm emperor ate my fucking $13,000 horse. <laughs> now my family has to go hungry. God yeah, damn it. We've all seen horses. We all recall their odd geometric points that they're covered in. <laughs> so I watched a video of what this looks like, and it's literally just like... Like, I imagine the actual code behind it is just a randomizer, just which one horse just gets a higher value than another and it yes, wins. Yes, it's this Like, is probably, it is literally just a slot machine. Yeah, they're probably simulated rolling dice. Like, that's yeah, probably no, literally exactly. how it works. And it looks, it looks like shit. And because the GIF changes a little bit every time, they're like, look, this is unique, I mean... Uh, uh, it looks like complete shit. It looks like a cutscene in a bowling alley or something. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and not even the one you get for a strike. The one you get for, like, yeah. eight Gutter pins. ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all the digital horses running and they all shit out the letters. Gutter ball. <laughs> <laughs> Developers maintain that the first and subsequently the most expensive generation will consist of 38,000 horses that are released in drops. Users can go on to either race or sell the horses via a secondary marketplace built for NFT transactions. So this is like the CSGO skin marketplace. Yes, literally. They're going to be betting horses and then fucking <laughs> it's going to get shut down before the CIA closes it as a yeah. child trafficking ring. Yeah. Prizes for free and paid races range from a few euros to several thousand. Losing thousands of dollars on one of these races. <laughs> yeah. Because you read one of these obviously planted articles that are advertising something to you. Yeah, this is like that, that one article we read where it was just a list of, uh, like, different fucking loan apps that were like, how to, how to beat your landlord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the article that we read that was like, Donald Trump's secret CBD company. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Rooted yeah. gin just as much value as that was. Yeah. Alright. Could Zed be a win for animal welfare? I'm gonna go ahead and say no. Yeah, no. This, this <laughs> isn't no anything. way these digital horses are being kept digitally well. <laughs> yeah, they exactly. think that this is going to erase real horse racing. Get the fuck out of here. Horse no. racing isn't good for horses. No, like, this isn't going to stop it. Like, that's such a hilarious idea. Zed serves an environmental purpose from an animal welfare perspective. Charities far and wide have campaigned for the end of using animals for entertainment in any capacity. Quote, Behind the romanticized facade of thoroughbred horses racing is a world of injuries, drug abuse, gruesome breakdowns, and slaughter. I'm just going to cut in here. Drug abuse like the Always Sunny episode where they go to the uh, the racing track. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking pills. of the entire time right now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's the only way you can live that kind of life. <laughs> All the jockeys just like are crazy pill heads. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They all live in the jockey shack. <laughs> Charlie's like, whoa, you people can talk. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. While spectators show off their fancy outfits and sip mid juleps, horses are running for their lives, says People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Yeah. PETA, if you didn't know. <laughs> it's like, yes, horse racing is gruesome and terrible. Yes, PETA is definitely run by the CIA. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> yes, Peter was founded in Argentina in 1947. <laughs> exactly. 
Yes, PETA is actually just a front to put gore porn on billboards. <laughs> Literally. It's like, yeah, this this makes people happy. Anyone will convert to our cause from this. This won't right, just right, offend guys. and biz... Ah, oh, whatever. Shame yeah. always works. Yeah. yeah, shame. That's the best way to change things. <laughs> All right, guys, check out this statistic. National Geographic reports that nearly 10 horses die each week on American racetracks alone. On American race, so like while they're running, because that seems like that's what it would imply. Yeah, that's exactly what that implies, and it's probably true. <laughs> like again, yeah. this is a terrible, terrible fucking thing. But yeah, save the songbirds, save the horses, folks. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> and the answer to both is take Italians out of all positions of power. But... Of course. Well, you have to let them eat digital songbirds at digital dinner. Bring back the Austro-Hungarian <laughs> Empire, but they only rule the Italian peninsula. <laughs> the racetrack, the ra- the horse racing lobby got Mario Cuomo elected. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big horse. Uh, platforms like Zeb enable fans of horse racing to indulge in the sport without concern for these implications. Again, I am positive nobody no. has any concern for these implications. No, if you're a Kentucky Derby asshole or just someone who was raised on watching normal horses race, because I bet it is fucking beautiful watching a bunch of horses run at the same time for regular people, like an achievable thing to do, you're not going to be satisfied watching the Bitcoin horses run for the Winklevi. You just no. aren't. It's not the same thing. It's a fucking shitty looking ps3 cutscene. yeah like and like we said like we said it's a randomizer there's yeah. no way that you can tell if another horse is you know healthier or faster than another one exactly exactly, exactly. so much of horse racing is built on the idea like yeah that one got stuck with an adrenaline needle or that one pooped before the race so it's lighter <laughs> like it, yeah and like you yeah. said it's about like being there and like experiencing it like among other people yeah, this depersonalized, like, ad is never going to scratch those same itches for people, and anyone acting like it's the same people who do one as do the other are lying to you or selling you something. Probably trying to sell you a fake horse. Hunter S. Thompson couldn't even see the Kentucky Derby when he had to write an article about it, and he wrote a fucking sick article, because so much else was happening. <laughs> if you think that this is a good idea... Let me tell you, buddy, I got a horse to sell you. <laughs> we should end on wild horses by that band. <laughs> America. <laughs> Though its developers are in the process of debating whether their virtual horses should be granted a lifespan, <laughs> there is a guarantee that no animals are harmed in the process. Fuck, my virtual horse has died. Tony Soprano <laughs> sitting in a stable smoking a cigar next to a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> So fucking cool, yeah. man, again. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is the last, like, section here. The environmental implications of this technology are complex. <laughs> One of the main environmental critiques of the technology used by all NFT owners is the amount of energy they need to function. Wired reports that, quote, an NFT sale on Ethereum can result in the consumption of as much as 8.7 megawatt hours of electricity, more than twice what an average British uh, household consumes in one year. Why? And this... Well, who the fuck knows? To be and fair, in Britain, they're using, like, oil lamps for light. Everything's made of cobblestone. <laughs> yeah, they still have, like, peasant children running in, like, hamster wheels to, like, they... keep the houses on. <laughs> exactly. They mostly toil their keep the houses fields. On. I'm a genius. The, like... <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's but, just, like... But, like, 
the beginning of this article was like, Ethereum is significantly less consuming of energy than Bitcoin is, and it's like, it, it's still this much to buy a fucking horse? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the point of this? Rest assured, I am totally sure this will never be popular enough uh, no. that the horses are what breaks the camel's back, but it will be the people who run the horses and the people who run... The country and the military and all the companies who all together uh, do all the bad things. And it's you could achieve the same you know effect on this by just making a slot machine. There are that. I think that those exist in like bars or whatever. Yeah, this is the Sugar House Casino app you can get now for like again internet guys who think Elon Musk is an epic win, sir. <laughs> The people keep trying to name their horse, like, Elon Musk, and it's like, name has already been taken. Name has already been taken. <laughs> yeah, and- yeah. there's Elon Musk 1 through 1,000. Yeah, 12,000 sure. horses all named Elon Musk. You're completely <laughs> correct. Oh, my yeah. God. In the context of Zed's transactions, that is a lot of energy. <laughs> Actually, if we're thinking more realistically about what those things are named, it's probably just, like, you know, 1488, Eichmann. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler. Walt Disney. <laughs> Rommel takes the lead over Walt Disney. Coming in from the back, it's Henry Ford. Here we go, people. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is the last sentence here. A rethink of this kind of tech is in the works in order for it to not have such dire implications for the planet. <laughs> the digital horse racing has dire implications for the planet for some fucking reason, but we decide to keep it. <laughs> uh, everything's awesome. The world rocks. I I cannot wait for the last penguin to be burned at the stake for my <laughs> Ethereum to go up 3%. Thank yeah. you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. We have a Discord link in the bio. Feel free to join and accuse us of revisionism. <laughs> yeah. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. And I've been Matt. Bye bye See ya. Toodles. Wild horses Couldn't drag me Now you
couldn't drag me 